I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to The Perfect Scam Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Home is where you should feel the safest, but the air there can be more dangerous, up to five times more polluted than outside air. Let us help you take the steps towards making it a healthier home with our Bryant Indoor Air Quality Solutions. We can help with everything from whole home air purifiers to indoor humidity control. To schedule an evaluation of your home's air, visit Bryant.com to find a local dealer. Bryant, whatever it takes. I wanted to take a time out to talk to y'all about Anchor. Anchor is a free service that you can use to record, edit, and distribute your podcast right from your phone or computer. I actually created this podcast using Anchor, and so many of my other friends who have podcasts are using it too. It's honestly so easy. You just go on to anchor.fm, create an account, put your cover art in, title your podcast, and get recording. It's so simple. It honestly takes the stress of finding places to distribute your podcast, finding sponsorships, all that kind of thing. It takes that stress right away. So if you're interested in starting your own podcast at all, this is probably the easiest way to do it. So head on over to anchor.fm to check that out. What's up, you guys? Welcome back to the Caffeinated Artist Podcast. As always, I'm Sabrina Cannon, and on this podcast, we talk about everything art, life, creativity, we help each other out, and we rant about our caffeine addictions, hopefully drink coffee while listening to this podcast, whether we're on our drive to work, on our way to class, or just laying in bed on a lazy Wednesday morning, afternoon, night, or whenever you listen to this podcast. So I really missed y'all. I think it's been about two weeks since I talked to you. So without further ado, grab your coffee, your tea, whatever it is you want to eat, and let's get started. Hello, everyone. I know that you just heard my intro, but hi again. I missed you. I did not intentionally disappear for two weeks. I actually have a bunch of updates for y'all, none of which are podcast related, but I think they're interesting nonetheless. I usually do record on Sunday or Monday, sometimes even Tuesday, depending on, you know, how my work schedule and week is going. So this was actually meant to have been recorded for you guys last Monday. I will get into this during our highs and lows, but I took a very unexpected trip on Monday through Tuesday, so I didn't get a chance to record, and then I recorded episode 10 on Wednesday, at which point I realized it is Halloween over the weekend, and the election on Tuesday, which is today, the day I am recording this, is November 3rd, so I figured that I would just skip the week last week and then update you guys on my trip and Halloween and the election and also take time to have a little guest on the show. Originally, if you guys listened a couple weeks ago, I meant to have my very best friend on this podcast, Drew Gibson, who 
I meant to have record with me while we were on our mini trip, but um, that did not happen because it was a lot of unexpected driving. I expected him to just come for a visit and we would get things done, but that didn't happen. So who else did I decide to have on the podcast? Well, I talk about him all the time and he was conveniently sitting right next to me when I decided to pick up my microphone. So figure it's time for y'all to meet the boyfriend the best boyfriend ever thanks reed steiner hello my friend hello Except not my friend <laughs> <laughs> hi how's it going good how are you i'm doing fine you've, just... been, you've been with me all day yes. please don't ask me yes, how I it's have. going i'm trying to get into the podcast fine you know fair yeah. enough okay you've never done this before i have no clue what i'm doing so yeah reed's a little freaked out but he's listened to the podcast enough to know what i what i do here yeah. So, yeah. and you've been in the room frequently when I've recorded, or at least oh, yes. in the other room. So, oh, you yes. know. I hear the episodes before she even edits them. Half of the time you don't listen to what I'm saying until afterwards when I play it for you, but, you know, you're you're here. You you know what's going on. I, I get the deal, Yorino. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. I guess we'll explain, like. Our relationship post highs and lows, if you want to do that first. So, since you're a guest, Mm -hmm. what was, over the past week, is your high? Or what was your high? Um, oh, I gotta do the high. Fancy schmancy. Fancy schmancy. (laughs) So, Um, what was your favorite part of the week? Let's see. Well, the day after Halloween, it was my mother, my amazing mother's birthday. Yes. And uh, we did a little Zoom call. Yes, uh, where, in which I, during which I sat in the other room oh, yes. and did my homework. And listened to my younger brothers be... Be... be, be Competitive. Be, yes, yes. Yeah. We, we played a little game at the end. Um, yeah. just, just to wrap things up a little nice. and uh, Among Us fans. Yes, it's yes. a good game. It's really Among good. Us is a lot of fun. I'll do an yes. entire episode ranting about Among Us. Because... About the art of Among oh, Us. Oh, yes, about the art of Among Us. You, you could I argue it's... that video games are an art. No, they're definitely yeah. an art. I just, like, I don't think about it in that way. But they're definitely, like, they're an art. Yeah. For I, sure. I don't think it's something people instinctually think of as art, but I think it's a No, important... but there's a lot that goes into design. Like, I yeah. think I told you my cousin does video game design, and oh, really? I think that's I awesome. About that. Yeah. Yeah, that's no. really cool. Yeah. So. If this drill goes off one more time, we are in Reed's apartment today because we're watching the election with some friends in a few hours and I didn't feel like walking around at night, so I came here a little early. And I don't know what's happening upstairs with a drill, and that just keeps happening, but I really wanted to record, so I'll try to edit everything out. But if you hear drill sounds, I'm so sorry. Anyway, mm-hmm. it's it's part of the artistic expression. Capturing... Oh yes, it's background noise. Yeah, yeah, it, for it, sure. It, it's capturing the way you truly live as a, a caffeinated artist. There's, oh yeah. See, see, we got the title in. We got <laughs> we got the title in. Yes. So that's that's good. But so you had a Zoom call with your mom, and that was your high of the week. Yes. You had some fun with good old. Queen Mrs. Steiner, whose name yes. I won't reveal on the podcast Absolute for privacy's queen. sake. She's awesome. She's yes. so nice. I've met her one time, but I think she's awesome. Um, my high of the past week, as you can imagine, would be the random trip I took with 
good old Mr. Drew Gibson. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's part of this episode, and I'm going to explain real quick. So I said that my friend Drew was supposed to come visit over the previous weekend and then stay through Monday and Tuesday. That got pushed back because he had a COVID test scheduled because he had been working and there had been an exposure incident. That came back fine. He was good. So he ended up coming on Monday. He was or he was on his way to me on Monday. And the entire day, I was under the impression that he was just going to come, stay. We were going to have some pizza and it was going to be just the normal stuff we do, you know. Yeah. Like, you've been here with Drew and I and we have pizza. We sit in my pool. It's, it's a lot of fun. So, I was under the impression that that's all that was going to happen, but about 30 minutes, maybe, before... Yeah, about 30 minutes. Before I got... Before he got to me, he gave me a call and he goes, so, how would you feel about packing a bag and going to LA until tomorrow at 5? So, that would have been Tuesday, and I... I was really taken aback because this isn't Drew's nature to want to travel very abruptly, and I think it's great because he's he's very spontaneous, and you know I'm yeah. not that way. So yeah, it's it's always fun to go along for the ride, but I wasn't expecting it, especially on a Monday. But I figured, you know, as long as we're safe and being cognizant of guidelines and stuff like that, what's the worst that can happen? So I said, you know what? What the hell? I'm going to go for it. And I packed a bag, and we drove to L.A., until maybe 9 or 10 p.m. We left at 3. It was very... It was fun. We, we had a good time. Um, but, yeah. We spent the night driving. We got some coffee. We jammed out to some music. We listened to the Joe Rogan podcast on the way with Kanye fun. West. Yeah. Listening to Kanye... T- Here's the thing about that podcast is Kanye when he's being interviewed, talks only about himself. He barely even lets Joe Rogan speak. Mm -hmm. So it's basically Kanye's podcast for an hour. And I I wanted to gouge my eyeballs out, but we'll we'll talk about that a little bit later. But the drive over there was nice. And then the following day, we went plane watching at LAX. We got some tacos in San Diego. It was a lot of fun. And Drew's the type of person that you can just kind of chill out. Like, he's... He's very carefree, and he'll be, like, dancing in the car, and you know, I don't always have to be talking when I'm around him, so it's not very hard for me to be in his presence for a long period of time. So it was just the reset button that I needed, and that was really nice, and I felt a lot more motivated since I got back, as I think you can see. I don't feel as yeah. suffocated by school and everything, so yeah. it was really nice to take a trip, but... um. What about your low for this week? Huh. What? Well, um, I was working on a con language, which is like a made-up naturalistic language. I, I'm a linguistic student, and um, I installed a new software to organize it so I won't just have a bunch of spreadsheets and Word documents and stuff. And uh, after importing the stuff, adding a bunch of new stuff, then uh, adding entire new grammatical features and cases, then um, guess what? I forgot to hit save, and uh, ah! it. yes, it killed me inside. See, the drill noise emphasized your pain. Yes, exactly. There we go. It's coming in at the right times. Yes. We're here for it. It's an intensifier. It's actually, a, it's a great intensifier. Like, yes. so, woohoo for drill noises. 
Okay. Woohoo. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know what, you guys? This is why I brought Reed on the podcast. So I could complain about my uh yeah. my my clown language. Yeah, and I think I'm a little boring to listen to when I'm all alone. I, I, I don't think it's that you're boring. I think you've got a very calm, collected voice. I think you're an excellent interviewer. And right. I okay. think it's a missed opportunity because you really vibe with people you talk to and that you bring on to this type of stuff. I think it brings out the best in your podcast. Well, I appreciate it, but I haven't really brought anyone on to this podcast. Yeah, Reed's but... just saying that because he's heard me do interviews mm-hmm. for my reporting jobs. He's been in the room while those have happened, kind of working on his own stuff, but he's heard me asking questions, and I think that's where you're getting that, yeah. as opposed to, like, me bringing people on here. Yeah. But I figured that this was good practice to bring people on here, because Reed's probably going to come on again when I have, like, a more nuanced topic for him, but... Mm. Hmm. I just thought we'd, we'd introduce y'all to the boyfriend today. <laughs> yes. So my low for the week, I don't know. My week hasn't really been that bad. Yeah, you've had a pretty solid week. Yeah. I mean, like, in between the vacation and, like, reconnecting with my friend over the weekend. I'm that surprised was, that wasn't your highlight. That, no, it's definitely, I think that comes into a close second, but I think my vacation, it's off. Like, it was mm. the best part of my week because yeah. I was not here. Um, I did reconnect with an old friend over the weekend that, like, we had had a falling out and it was really weighing on me and now she's back. So, that's been really nice for me, too. I think probably the only low I've experienced in the past week is I do work for a political nonprofit, as I think I have mentioned on this podcast. I work to help elect democratic pro-choice women across the um arizona state and i am a text banker and that just means i am the person on the other end of the line when you receive texts like have you received have you received or submitted your mail-in ballot or will you will you join me in supporting this candidate and people oftentimes do not know that it's a real live person on the other end And I think the only low is knowing how rude people can be because normally you would just reply stop to get those messages to um, stop coming your way. And we do Mm -hmm. see them even if it's not right away and we opt you out or we try to. Sometimes the system doesn't work. And it's not always the same system contacting you. So the reason you get so many texts is because multiple systems have your number. And that's usually due to you signing something along the way somewhere or talking to someone. I don't know how you get put into it, but it's that's why we all contact you. So my low is just like some people will respond back and do and say very inappropriate and rude things. I was doing it particularly late at night the other night because I am um, a student, obviously, and I have a very busy schedule. <laughs> That's the understatement of the yeah, year. <laughs> I have the busiest schedule, as Reed will attest to. He's witnessed many mental breakdowns, and I just didn't have time, so I started doing it maybe 9, 30, 10 p.m., and people were like, do you know how rude this is? It's so late. Be kind to others. Like, Trump 2020, you suck. And I was like, and I'm putting it lightly. People were a lot more vulgar in the way that they treated me. I... Um, got called the c word at one point 
Yeah. It made me laugh. I wasn't upset by it, but I was just like, Jesus, like people are very rude. So that was kind of upsetting that that was my low for the it week. It's pretty upsetting. Yeah, it wasn't fun. Yeah, I've, I've started trying to compliment those people whenever I can. Like, oh, you're doing a yeah. great job just because I see how, how rude people can be. Yeah, like I've the best thing you can do for someone like that is say, I've already voted, but good luck or like not respond at all. Yeah. Sometimes that's better. So if you guys are receiving texts like that, especially today, I don't know how it's going to be when this episode goes up because it will be November 4th. I don't mm-hmm. know if people are going to still be yeah. sending stuff out, but if they do, just be nice to those people in the future because we are listening and we are there and we have feelings. Yeah. Um, but because I went on vacation this week, I kind of, before anything, want to talk a little bit about... Um, Like, using vacations and using time off as a reset button to get more creative. Mm -hmm. And, like, I know you benefit from breaks a lot, even if it's not vacation. So, I guess what's one way, because our creative processes are very different. Yeah, you're very much a coffee shop, be in that environment, focus on your laptop. I'm very much a go home in this specific little corner surrounded by plants and, like, be a recluse for several hours at a time right and i used to be like that is the funny thing yeah. is i used to love sitting at my desk for hours on end and just not move but mm-hmm. now i need to like get out and be inspired so i guess because i'm talking um for you a lot and i'm i'm sorry y'all oh. i know you want to hear reed's voice but um why don't you tell everybody, I guess, what it is that you like to do creatively? Because I know, but mm, yeah, other I gotcha. people may not know. Well, I already mentioned like making languages and stuff. Um, that's something I've been getting more into lately as I've learned more about. Oh, there's oh. one of our favorite uh, volunteer text messages. Hey. I'm not going to respond right now. Cool. Yeah. Um, Continue. Yeah. Um, I already mentioned that I've been doing more language stuff just because it's in my field of study. It's enjoyable. That's a form of creativity as well. Absolutely. Um, I'm an illustrator and a cartoonist too. I do some simple animation, some video editing stuff. Um, And he's being modest. Like it's pretty, it's really good. Like as someone who sits here and um, watches him illustrate all day. He illustrates for the same publication that I write for, so I see yes. a lot of the stuff he does. Well, thank you. You clearly have a bias, but Well, thank you. yeah, but... Mm-hmm. You know, I mean... I write, too. It's good. No, you yeah, I, I forgot to mention that. You know, I know you write. That's why I was saying, I was like, you do yeah. a lot of things that are considered creative, and you don't things. necessarily consider that, but I, I like it. Thanks. And you're really good at everything you do, so oh, I figured thanks. you'd be a good... I'm just not seeing the things that I'm really bad at, which is, like, a lot of things. I mean, like, I'm here all, all the time, so yes, I have, but, like, I, I'm highlighting the good. I'm being nice. Okay, thanks. You should yeah. just eviscerate me on this podcast. Yeah, I'm just so gonna be like, that, uh, this is my boyfriend, how much he sucks, you guys. When Jordan listens to this afterward, he'll just be like, hey, Reed, you got roasted. Well, yeah, Jordan is one of, um, your, he's my friend, too. Yeah. But he was your friend first. Yeah, but he's your friend. He is also my friend. Hi, Jordan. Jordan is awesome. Yes. We love you. Hello. We know you listen to this podcast sometimes. <laughs> I, I think. Sometimes. Anyway, I guess like, oh, we didn't talk about how we met. Wow. Spastic. Yeah. 
Yeah, you, so, you're, you're kind of all over the place. What the hell are you doing? I know. I never know what the hell I'm doing with this podcast, but I feel okay. like this is the most fluid and free that I've been on this podcast because I'm talking to you. You you very much have chaotic energy, and I think sometimes that... Uh, it's lost in this podcast. It's, it's, it's In the podcast, you're being very professional, talking about these things, and then in person, you're just, Hello! <laughs> That's literally how I am. Like, you guys, I'll just walk with people and be like, Hi, I love you! Hello! And I'm not, like, rude to people very often, even if I'm mad at them, which is kind of bad. Stick up for yourself, you guys. But also be kind to others and don't spread hate. Yeah. But also be a bitch when you need to. Um, That's another thing, too. I think interviews really bring out that chaotic side that is very Because I know you. That's yeah. the thing. Is I'm, I, when I say I want to bring guests on here, you guys, I'm trying... I mean people that I know and that I have fun talking to. And I think you yeah. and I have a very much so, like good rapport where we'll be yeah. like okay we can talk to each other for this could be two hours long it's not going yeah. to be i promise yeah. but um we don't know that we don't know yeah. that but i'm not gonna make anyone suffer through two yeah. hour podcast um <laughs> yeah but your creative process is very oh fuck <laughs> <laughs> let's slow hello uh <laughs> what's our topic <laughs> Let's get back on track. What are we talking about right now? We were going to talk about how we met. Yes. And I forgot. We were... You forgot how we met? Wow. No, I forgot how... We need to edit this podcast this time. Yeah. Do you know anything about audio editing? Not at all. We're going to figure it out. Yeah. Or you could just leave this in and have it be a, a view of your... Blooper reel! Yeehaw! Hey! Um... Um, no. The way we met was... It was in... I forget which class was it. Hope. Uh, yeah, it was yeah. Professor Hope's class. It was so an English class. Shout out to class. him. He's he he's a baller. Yeah. Um, I sound like Drew. Oh my god. We met. Ah! <laughs> we met in a class. Um, yes. Stuff kind of like pandemic. We'd hung out a few times, but like yeah, it was, it was a pandemic. Yeah. And then we matched on Bumble. Was it? And Bumble. we're like, hey, we love Bumble. I, I know this person. No, we don't. I, I played Mario Kart with her once, and once. yes, and then we started dating, and then pandemic stuff got like, and mm. she went, yeah, and she went back to Chicago. We did long distance for a while, yeah. and now we're like here. We're neighbors, so we he, basically yeah. live together. He lit Funny enough, he lives in the. Would you say your apartment complex is behind mine or mine yeah, is behind yours? Because mine's okay. little. Yours is the big tower thingy. Okay. Cast a shadow on mine. <laughs> no. Okay. Um. So I live in a, in an apartment building, and Reed's is right behind mine. But of course, there's no gate in between them, so it takes us ten minutes to walk to each other. Still, that's pretty close for people who were long distance due to yeah. the pandemic. So, it's been pretty nice. Um. So yeah, we're here and we're together, and it's been great. I think sometimes yeah. you hate me secretly, but like... No, I don't hate you. <laughs> I mean... Eh, no, I, I, I don't hate you. I don't. <laughs> I mean, low-key, I'm going to be self-deprecating, and I am a bitch. So I don't know how this one puts up with me, because I'm so annoying. I'll just be like, hi, I want coffee, and he'll be like, shut the fuck up, like, what? Like, you just had like coffee. That. Yeah, she's addicted to vanilla chai lattes from uh, Dutch Bros. Yes, to... I've talked about this many times. Yes, so I bought a uh, a jug of the concentrate that they use to make that 
This man, I, when he showed, and this this jug was $25. It saves us money. It saves it? us a lot of money, and he makes really good, um, he makes it really well. Like, it's almost, it almost mirrors the Dutch that I get. It's the same stuff. I know, but you make it almost the same, because another one of our friends, hi Roy, um, Roy, told them how to, yeah, they, they work at Dutch. It. Yeah, they do work at Dutch. Um, and they were just like, oh, yeah, you do X, Y, Z. And yeah, they told you how to make it. Yeah. Hey, food's an art. Yeah, it is an art. Food's an art. Dutch and prose that's, is an art. That's Caffeine is an art. That's a caffeinated art. The art itself is caffeinated. <laughs> <laughs> Mind blown. We're just dropping the title into this episode over and over and over again. Hey, the, Yeehaw. Yeehaw. Um... <laughs> So, yeah, in case you haven't noticed, we are very chaotic when together, so... You in particular, I feel like I'm more of a... Yeah, you're more mellow. I, I'm the mellow, I'm... dry lump, and you are the... <laughs> you're not a lump! Oh my god! He's too mean to himself, but he's not wrong. Like, I am more chaotic than you are. Yeah. Um... Anyway... Back to the actual topic of this episode. What are we gonna talk about again? Well, taking breaks, right? Taking breaks. The importance of taking breaks. Yes. Back to regularly scheduled programming. So, you take breaks by coming home into your little nook. Yes. I have previously discussed on this podcast how much I like getting out and finding my space and going to coffee shops. But can I just say how much different places can change your outlook? Because LA did that for me this past week. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I don't know what it is about California, but I hit the LA border and I feel inspired. I feel the need to get out and go sit by the water and write. And it's just, you see people who are a lot more mellowed out than they are here, I guess. Mm-hmm. I guess, I don't know if it's a warm weather thing. I'm from Chicago. I don't know if I've ever mentioned that. But, um, people there are just always go, 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 and I don't know if it's, I guess it's because we're in school, mm-hmm. the people here are just like go, 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 but I still feel like it's more businessy than California is. I think because the industries there are more entertainment and creative based, like primarily that's what it's known for, it may just come off as a more relaxed vibe to me, but I think it has an element of like being on the water that's just a lot more calming mm-hmm. from my perspective. I gotcha. I'm sure there's a really interesting anthropological angle as to why, like, the yeah. California's culture is so different from Chicago's, but I, I, I'm not going to even pretend to understand it. Yeah, I don't understand either. I, like, I just think it's just different to me. I just go there and I'm like, this is where I'm supposed to be. Do you ever feel like that with a place? Oh my God. Um, yeah, I guess so. I, I guess that's fair to say. Um... I don't really feel that way where, like, going on a vacation, I, I don't know. I, I, Is there very... a place that you love that you've been where you're like, I could settle down here? Hmm. I think I just really like quiet, isolated areas. So if, I'll, if I go hiking or camping or something along those lines, then I'll 
I'll, I'll get to a quiet little mountaintop or That's fair, clearing like a, in the forest or like something. Like a Flagstaff type of place. Yeah, right? yeah. I, I used to camp or hike in Flagstaff quite a bit. Yeah. I, for those of you who are unfamiliar, all my friends are from um, Flagstaff, Arizona. That's our little mountain town that's two hours away from here. And I've mentioned mm. it before. I love it. It's green. It's yeah, probably it's the most beautiful. relaxing place to be yeah. in this entire state. As a kid, I used to go up there all the time because my grandma had a, uh, a little place up there. So over the summer, we'd go up there where it was cool. Um, my brother and I would go into the forest and build forts and stuff. So I think a lot of, at least my creativity, stems from quiet and isolation. Yeah. For me, it bar- it varies. Yeah. Because it's like sometimes I need the quiet and isolation, and sometimes I need to be in a city like L.A. Yeah. But I think for me, being in a city environment, I feel like in that sense, everybody is out to go and get something. Mm-hmm. And it makes me more ambitious. Yeah. You're, you're, I guess you're sort of an ambivert in the sense that sometimes you draw a lot of energy from other people. Sometimes you draw right. a lot of energy from being alone. Yeah. No, for sure. I think that that's true. And I think it's funny because I'm not super extro- extroverted, I guess. I, Would you say I'm extroverted? Yeah. Yes, relative to me at least. He's saying, yeah, he's saying that because I'm more extroverted than him, but if, in a way, I almost wish I did have Drew on the podcast this week. I am having fun with you, but I wish I, because here's wow, the thing. No, I didn't mean that. <laughs> um, but in a way, had I had Drew on the podcast, you would have seen the difference between me and Drew, because Drew is a very, um... I don't even know if extroverted is the right word for him. Well, I think there needs to be a stronger word. I gotcha. You, 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 got, you get the vibe. I, I think the way I see it, I, I don't think it's a, I, again, I don't know much about it. I don't think it's a, I don't think there are necessarily hard boundaries, but at least the way I see it, extroverted people tend to get a lot of energy from others, whereas introverted people tend to yeah, get a lot sure. of energy. Like when I, I spend time with people. I enjoy it. I like being around people. And I have moments where I can be loud and talk a lot as well. Right. But most of the time, I feel recharged when I'm alone, and I tend to feel right. drained when I'm with other people. I feel, No, I, I understand that. Like, I'm also that way. Like, sometimes I'll be... It depends on the people, yeah. too, for me. That's true. Like, if I'm around, maybe, people I'm not as comfortable with. Like, I don't even know who... Like, maybe a, cla- an, a classmate or an acquaintance, like, mm-hmm. I feel drained after being with them for a certain amount of time, whereas, like, my friends that I'm very used to, I could be with them for two, three days and not yeah. feel bored of them. And it's just, like, that's another thing, is if you're going to go on a vacation or if you're going to go somewhere to get inspired rather than stay inside your house and you don't want to go alone, go with people that br- that build you up and inspire you, I guess. Yeah. And... Like, that's the thing I wanted to ask you, too. Are there people that energize you more and make you want to do more things? Or, like, do you need to be alone in order to get creative? I think I very... Sometimes it's nice to talk through things with people. Um, I'll talk with to my brother about stuff a lot, yeah. for instance. Um, we'll sure. just, we're identical twins, and my parents would always joke that we spoke in twinklish. We'd walk around in That's circles. Yeah, we'd walk around in circles and just talk about things so fast with so many, like, inside references that I've no one can understand. I've seen it happen. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's there, yep. I think there's also a distinction between 
going somewhere to take a break and to refresh your creativity, mm-hmm. going somewhere to get inspired, and going somewhere to work through ideas. Right. Because going somewhere to sure. um, get inspired is very much a... It's an explorative process where you're looking for things to jog that creativity. Whereas I think your your vacation recently, that's very much uh, hitting the reset button. Right. It's taking a break. Take, if anything, it's like taking when you've been working on something so long, you can't look at it from a new angle and you just need a break. Right. But it's also like when I was on vacation too, it was also like, wow, I feel inspired and I'm going to create something. Yeah. I got you. And that's why I wanted to record this podcast too like, yeah. this week because... I was just feeling very inspired off of that yeah. high, like the post-vacation high that I'm on. I gotcha. But no, I agree, because, like, my coffee shop vibe is very much so work through ideas here. Yeah. Like, I don't think I would be able to work through ideas on vacation. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think most of the time I tend to get that sort of energy from, like, reading books or something. I'll... (laughs) You know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So, stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Two kinds of bacon and all kinds of delicious. Say hello to Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Read a lot of books and they'll take an interesting slant on something, especially if it's... I've been reading a lot of Ursula Le Guin and Mm. she really tends to... I love Ursula Le Guin. Ursula, Ursula Le Guin is a saint, but she tends to write a lot of things from various philosophical standpoints. And, um... It's it sort of engages how I see things and lets me be creative in a different angle. That's fair. And I, go ahead. No, no, no. No, I, you're, I you're, you're the interviewee. Say. Oh God, it's a political call. Hey. Oopsies. We'll edit that this out. Is Maybe. Out. But also, Happy Election Night. Woo! Oh, fun. Perfect. Perfect transition. I mean, but we weren't done talking about what we were talking about. Yeah, we can talk about. Okay. I mean, like we can cut this out. Yeah. Maybe. Or maybe we'll leave it in. Who yeah. knows? Who knows? Um. You never know. Mm. We are the new hosts of this podcast. We're taking over the world. Ayo. Anyway, um, what were we saying? Ursula Le Guin. You read a lot. Oh, you read a lot of more philosophical stuff than I do, for sure. That's fair. And I think that you very much so use, like, philosophical writing to change your view on the world, whereas I get that from fiction writing, Mm -hmm. just because I feel like, Fictional authors, because of the level of imagination that takes two, mm-hmm. is are just very, they're very insightful. And you're like, oh, I could use this technique, or that's an interesting concept. And then you twist it and make it your own. Or that's like, a really good point. There's something I got from one of my film professors, and I feel like I mentioned this in a previous episode, and I don't know if I really did or if I like hallucinated it. Who knows? But something I got from a screenwriting professor was, you're always 
borrowing ideas. But mm. he also was like, it's technically stealing because obviously you're not giving them back. But, like, the fact that you're always borrowing ideas and borrowing concepts to shift them around and make them your own as opposed to the person that created them, that's what film is. That's what writing is. That's yeah. what everything is. Is Nobody, if you think about it, nobody came up with a true topic like themselves. It probably spun off of something else. Yeah. Even a lot of mythology is probably based off of even older myths and legends. Right, that we can't um, put our fingers on. Yeah. Or may not have access to. Like, even with... We're, we're watching Lord of the Rings right now mm -hmm. <laughs> together because Reed hates me. <laughs> no, I just love Lord of the Rings. I No, I know that, but I, I don't. Um, I have to hold I mean, my... I do, actually. The the second movie was really good. It was nice. Yeah. But you saying the first one? I... The first was... The first... I would have liked okay. a longer Council of Elrond scene. Thank you very much. Listen, I didn't know what was going on in the first Lord of the Rings. It was 80 pages I've in the never, book. I've never read Lord of the Rings. I tried to read The Hobbit, and I respect Tolkien immensely. I think he's an amazing writer. However, I just couldn't get into it. I was more in the Narnia side of things as a child. And we've had a lot of conversations about this because Tolkien and C.S. Lewis were... Very, very good friends. Yeah, Treebeard was just making fun of, was Tolkien roasting C.S. Lewis. Yeah, just like, hey man, you're a tree. Um, These trees were my friends. But that's what I'm trying to say. It's even with those universes, in ways they are very similar. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they're taking ideas and like kind yeah. of shifting them to their own. Are you, like, would you agree? Yeah, 100%. I mean, even a lot of Tolkien's work was very similar to a lot of the text he was translating. I right. think a lot of the dwarves in The Hobbit, he directly stole the names from poems where they, I'm not entirely sure which ones, but Tolkien did a lot of translating stuff. Um, I, I've looked at some of his notes on like Gawain and the Green Knight when I was doing my own translation for that. Yeah. Uh, you remember that, right? I do. You, yes. you went on a whole tangent. Yes. It was great. But and I mean, I don't know what's happened. Part of the, that, but... yeah, I gotcha. I think Tolkien in particular had a lot of, uh, he ran into some troubles when writing Lord of the Rings and working on the language mm. because of the way, how much he borrowed from Old English and Middle English literature. Because no. he um, took the dwarvish names from, I think it was Old English or Old Norse or something like that. That makes sense. And if that language exists in the world, that kind of changes the way the the languages function. So he had to make something up like, oh, the dwarves, their language is more secret. They, it's just been translated in this book. And that's why Rohan's in the book in the first place, mm -hmm. which adds a lot in my opinion. Anyway. See, no, I agree because it's like, my point, I don't even know how to bounce off Lord of the Rings because I don't know it nearly as well as you do. So I can't really speak much on that so if you hate me for not having read lord of the rings please kindly unfollow me i'm so sorry however no i think like a big part of it is taking and surrounding yourself with people who kind of help you feed your ideas which yeah. tolkien surrounded himself with, with texts that did that as well as having c.s lewis as a friend like yeah. it, it helps because they had a very similar mindset about the world i feel like too yeah because they wrote very similar novels, although the Narnia novels are shorter. And probably a little worse. I will, I do respect Lord of the Rings as a text, even if I can't get through it. The plot isn't something I'm entirely drawn to. 
I respect it as a text immensely. I think if you're not looking for a backstory on, like, every single tree and inanimate object, then it's not for you. It would have to move... I, I appreciate the backstory, but I the, would appreciate the backstories as a separate text. Yeah. I, I think Do I you prefer... Know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that's the Silmarillion for you, I guess. Right. Um, I think the movies did an excellent job of converting a lot of that, because, I mean, uh, Arwen was maybe a few pages, a few footnotes here and there, you know? Mm-hmm. And they made her into a more nuanced and well-developed character. I mean, you can say a lot about representation of women in the Lord of the Rings movies. There's not but, very much yeah, at all. Yeah, or the lack thereof. Yeah, like, there's not very much at all, and even the women that are there are very frail. Yeah, exactly. Um, I I kind of like um, Eowyn, the way they portray her, but even then it's sort of a stereotypical I want to fight type thing. I think she's a badass by all means. No, absolutely. Except her soup sucks. (laughs) Uh, I think it might be in the extended edition, but there's a scene where she makes Aragorn some soup. I I don't think I saw that. Anyway, I think you made a really astute observation earlier when you were saying that surrounding yourself with people. Because for you, it's being in a coffee shop. It's being around friends. For me, it's reading other artists and stuff. I think surrounding yourself, consuming ideas is as important as making them. Absolutely. And I, yeah, that's definitely something that I strive to keep doing. And that's something LA did for me this past week. Like I said, being around Drew is... Mm-hmm. the best reset button for me possible because he's not the type of person that I have to be speaking to. Yeah. For, because there are some people where you're like, you feel awkward in the silence. I could sleep in a car with Drew and he would probably be okay with it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I could fall asleep and just be like, all right, well, he won't mind. He's not going to be mad at me for leaving him alone to drive for like <laughs> two hours. So, yeah. he's just the type of person who it's nice to be around him to hit a reset button. So, Drew, if you actually happen to listen to the podcast i know you subscribe but i don't think you ever listen because that's what you told me calling out your listeners now i really am the people who i know who listen to this which is the majority of you i am calling you out i know you're subscribed but you're not listening so drew if you can hear me start listening gonna start blackmailing your friends and listening i really am no pizza for you (laughs) anyway man yeah that's also a running gag. I have, like, free dining dollars, and I feed all of my friends obsessively because I can. Yes. And I order a lot of pizza, and I can't eat it alone, or I'll be 400 pounds. So, yeah, Drew, if you don't start listening to my podcast, no more pizza for you, buddy. Ooh, snap, uh, she pulled out the buddy. <laughs> pulled out the friend zone. I kind of like the vibe of the two of us, like, this interviewing, because you're very much the kind of chaotic right brain side. I'm just the... Yes, I, I, I sit here. I am the um, left brain. I am the left brain. <laughs> I work very hard to my inevitable death brain. <laughs> Whereas you, I thought, I like Oreos and pussy. <laughs> we are cutting that out of the podcast. Mm-hmm. That's going away. Um, I was referring to Pussycat. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but not that there's anything wrong with being a lesbian. Yeah. I love the gays. Um... People right now, I am looking at the results from the Associated Press. I am a journalism major, so I have the Associated Press style look. Associated Press is a very well-reputable source. And it looks like Biden has won. Virginia, wait, eh, the math got messed up. Biden has currently won Maryland, Delaware, New Jersey, Connecticut, Rhode Island, 
Massachusetts, Vermont, and Illinois. No surprises there. He is currently leading in Texas. Blue Texas? We love that. Turn Texas blue. Oh, Trump is leading in Florida again, but I still have hope. Uh, oh, Biden is leading in North Carolina. We love this. Biden currently has 85 electoral votes, and Donald Trump has 61. It is still very early, so it's not like we know what's going to happen. We may not even know for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. But, or not even a couple of weeks. Know. It'll probably take a week. It may take a week. We'll see. Depends yeah. how much voter suppression there is again. No, it does depend. And it also just depends on how quickly ballots do get counted. Yeah. Um. So it looks like Biden is, so far, the project, projection so far is that Biden will win. But when we can only hope and pray. Yes. But I don't think... That we have very much to worry. Eh, I'm not going to say that we have. We don't have very much to worry about. That's the wrong yeah. thing to say. I n- never did. I think I'd be saying like, "Hey, let's uh, let's let's hope Biden wins." No, Biden. I'm very much so like Hillary Clinton in 2016. I, I wasn't was, a fan of Hillary Clinton either. I was three months away from being able to vote, so it wouldn't have mattered what my pick was because I was 17 at the time, but. If it was a choice between Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump, who has no political experience, and may I just bring back the disgusting statement of grab him by the pussy. Yeah. If it was between that and Hillary Clinton, I'd pick Hillary Clinton. Oh, yeah. I Looking back, then, like, yeah, I, I mean, I wasn't old enough to vote at the time. I was just shy. But uh, I would have voted for Hillary Clinton because... Yeah. Uh, because Trump, Trump, oh my Trump, God. Trump. I'm, and I know that people have been really upset lately because of the recent Supreme Court decision to appoint Ari, Ari, to appoint Amy Coney Barrett in to RBG's spot. Yes. And I'm devastated on behalf of women. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I think you're just appalled. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean. Overturning Roe v. Wade is... The prospect of that is terrifying. It is terrifying. Not just for... I know you talked about it in one of your previous podcasts about its impact on, um, like, women's reproductive rights. Mm -hmm. I think also the impact on, like, uh, LGBT marriages is terrifying. And the prospect that those relationships can be just straight up demolished because of someone that was put into the chair super close to the election date by someone who lost a popular vote. And I have a friend I'm not whose name I will not name because I don't know where their standing is with their family right now, but I have a friend who has been in a nearly three, maybe three-year, no, it has to be two-year relationship nearly, mm-hmm. and... I'm just very sad for her because she's, because I'm just like, there may be a point in time during which she may not be able to get married if that's what she chooses to do. Mm -hmm. And that breaks my heart. And I told her myself, I was like, listen, I will get ordained for you (laughs) if that's what you need. Like I, because I'm so upset by the fact that people are being denied the right to marry. Yeah. Is the thing is like, some people don't even get married in churches. We were talking about this today. Yeah. Some people get married by 
past not pastor ministers some people just go to town hall yeah some people do just go to town hall it's i think the disgusting thing too is um you people try to pass it off as like a very libertarian thing Mm -hmm. and um I'm by no means an expert on libertarianism, but I know one of the big things is the NAP, which is basically, like, not intruding on people and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, let let your actions do stuff that only really impacts you. Don't worry about stuff that doesn't impact anyone else. Things without externalities. And, like, LGBT marriages don't impact anyone. It's love. It's a real relationship. That's the Get thing, too, it. is people are making it seem as if, or like, I'm not going to say, I'm not even going to say people. I was raised Catholic, but I'm going to say this. The Catholic people are making it seem like it's, marriage is supposed to be a union that results in children. And they're saying that because gay people cannot conceive themselves, like, between each other, that's that it's in, it, that it's invalid. That's just and the thing is is then aren't you discounting all of the marriages that don't want children? There are a lot of couples who get married so that they can just make themselves official because a lot of people get married not because they need to but because in case of an accident it's your spouse that has legal control over what to yeah, and I mean, adoption too. And like, what pe- if a perfectly straight cis couple adopts a child? Right. Or what if a perfectly straight cis couple cannot have children? Yeah. There are a lot of people who struggle with fertility and have fertility issues. And you can't invalidate their marriages. And even at this point, again, to bring it back to Catholicism, the Pope said that we should not, that gay marriage is not a problem. Plus, like... Recently. I, yeah, yeah, 100%. Plus, not everyone's Catholic. Right. Not everyone's Catholic. And I'm you, not Catholic. No. I mean, I am. My, my dad is. My mom is not. But I am. Um, and the thing is, is religion is should not be an excuse to hate people. Yeah, separation of church and state. The separation of church and state. Like, I remember being really upset a few months ago when they had the whole coronavirus task force thing. And... Trump, or not Trump, Pence, who was the leader of the task force, had everybody in the task force sit down and pray. While that is all well and good and they are perfectly welcome to do that, that's their own belief, I don't think that that's how you should start a meeting in the White House. Yes. I think that if you're going to do that, if you would like to do that together and go to a church and go as a group to the church, then Mm -hmm. that's one thing. But to start your meeting off, in the White House with prayer, I think that violates the separation of church and state. Yeah. Because despite Trump believing that most of his administration is of moral Christian value, some of them may very well not be the type of person who goes to church on Sunday. God knows Trump is not. Oh, yeah, you can say He's that not. again. So, I, I just don't understand why... Religion has to be the justification to hate people because that's, if you look at Christianity objectively, Jesus and God's whole objective is not to get all religious on you guys, is to love one another. I mean, I think there's 
I, I don't think you have to be getting religious on anyone to say that um, that the objective of Christianity is love, or at least it is as stated by Jesus. Hey, you guys, Trump just won Indiana. I mean, I knew that was going to happen, it's but like, Indiana. Uh... It's Indiana. Look, look, it's all the South. Anyway, what does this have to do with caffeine and artists? Artists' lifestyle. That would be a great thing to discuss. I, I think there certainly think, are ties to it. I think there's certainly ties to it. I think that no matter what way this election goes, this is going to inspire a whole new era of creativity yeah. and art because people have been, especially Gen Z, mm -hmm. have been comparing this to books like The Hunger Games or the later years of Harry Potter. 1984 is also a big one. Um, Divergent. There's so many books that have been written about governments that are corrupt. Yeah. Um, in the last 10 to 15 years. Brave New World as well. Brave New... Oh, my That's God. Right. I'm having PTSD. I hated that book because it was just so poorly taught to me mm. sophomore year of high school that I did not like it. But that's another one that... I think it's the type of book you have to read on your own initiative, not be assigned. You do, yeah, for sure. But it's all... It all comes back to books like that. And I think that it's going to be an invigorated sense of more books like that are going to come. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a... Art tends to surround social context. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think there was some speech I remember reading in high school where it was about um, how everyone was writing about when am I going to blow up, like specifically explode because it was around the time of the atomic bomb. The atomic bomb very strongly dictated what people were writing about because no one right. does art in a vacuum pablo picasso didn't do art in a vacuum he did art his art was very critical of how society functioned and yeah the results of the election changes what is to be criticized right and especially with the whole civil rights movement that, that has gone on since the summer mm -hmm. i think there are a lot of people of color artists of color who are very aggravated by everything mm -hmm. that's going on as they should be. Yeah. There are a lot of people who are part of or allies of the LGBTQ community that are very aggravated and that is going to be seen in art. Mm -hmm. Very heavily so no matter what your art form is. Yeah. There's going to be a lot more paintings about that time. There's going to be there's just going to be so much that happens that I'm excited to see where it leads no matter what I in a way, it would be interesting if Donald Trump, heaven forbid, does win the election, the anger that ensues from that tonight. Okay. Because I think there will be books written about that. I think we've I seen th much of the anger from the last election. That, I know, absolutely. I think there's been enough anger for a lifetime, but I think that this night in particular, and mm -hmm. this week in particular is going to, in and of itself, open up a whole new layer of how to get creative and yeah. the creativity that comes out of, especially the younger generations. Mm -hmm. Because even, think about the young children watching this election too, you guys. While I am directly speaking, we are now mm -hmm. directly speaking to people who are in their late teens to 20s, there's a whole segment of children right now who are watching this unfold, who are watching their parents get very happy or very upset, mm -hmm. and whose creativity, who, this is going to be a pivotal moment in every life on this planet, because it's going to shape the next, 
despite Trump or Biden getting four years mm-hmm. to come after this, the effects of these four years in particular may have an effect on the next 20. Yeah, it very strongly has, it shifts what it's okay to express things about artistically, you know? Right. Like, will it, how will it impact cancel culture? How will it impact what's politically correct and what isn't? Yeah. And honestly, not not to, again, actually, I'm not even going to say not to get political because at this point I'm yeah, getting it's, it's political. Cool. Like, we're, we're done. There's, I think there's a good argument about whether or not anything can be apolitical if it's to truly consider how I the think world works. The thing I wanted to get across today, too, was if you're being apolitical right now, stop it. Mm, yeah, there was a, I went to a talk from a linguist and she made a very interesting point that stuck with me. And it was right. that if you aren't fighting racism, mm-hmm. you are contributing to it. Absolutely. Like, I understand that some people may not want to be involved and may not mm-hmm. want to stick their necks out because some people do value their conservative family, which I can't relate. Um, like, not to be bad, I do love my family no matter which who they are. They are my family. But, um, but, um, let's just say... If Biden wins tonight, if Biden wins this election, I will be sending out one massive I told you so. Mm. Linking to every news article that that comes from a credible source. All I have to say. Fair, fair. You see, I think it's important after a... In the event that Biden wins, I think it's important not to be like, I told you so. But not I told you people, so, but more so like look at why. Yeah, I think it's more important to hold out a hand, you know, because I, I mean I don't want to. I'm I'm not a Trump supporter by any means. No. I think a lot of what Trump's doing is disgusting. For sure. But I think it's important to be courteous because to take the upper hand because Trump mm-hmm. certainly hasn't been courteous. I think by I, being courteous in return, you're taking the high ground. I think. Okay. Yes. Be courteous, absolutely. Don't pick fights with people because a lot of these people are dangerous. Mm-hmm. And they could hurt you. Um, but um, I also think there's a difference between being courteous and being passive. Yeah, don't be is, passive. Don't allow them to shit on you, mm-hmm. is my thing. Don't allow them to belittle you. If you want to start hitting people with facts about what's going on, by all means, do that. Stand up for yourself, but don't go and cuss people out. Yeah. Because they're just going to be like, oh, these snowflakes. Meh, 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 meh. Yeah. And that's not... Fight the system, not the individual. Yeah. It's what... Exactly. Je- be a jester. <laughs> yeah. Um, sorry, guys. Tickle, tickle in my throat. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, whoo. Yeah. Woo. Oh, God. I'm going to... Oh, man. You must be my journal. The... My journalistic credibility is... Going yeah. out the window. Um, I hope not. Please, please, somebody hire me. Um, but, yes. So, I think that this new era of creativity is going to be insane. And I hope that everyone got their ass to the polls today. And vote blue. Because... If you don't, God knows what's going to happen.
you have any closing remarks? Hi. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> As if we're not already done. But I know that was heavy and a little uh, spastic and all over the place, but um, I think we both enjoyed this. We had some fun. And as per always, follow the podcast on socials on Instagram at the Caffeinated Artist Podcast. I post updates there all the time. I may even start a question box for you guys if anyone wants to know anything specific or wants me to cover anything specific, anyone you want me to have on. And also follow me on Instagram at Sabrina. Canoon, so my name and my last name is spelled K-E-N-O-U-N, no underscores, no periods, or anything, and follow me on Twitter at the Sabrina Kino, so K-E-N-O, and read if you would like to drop your socials as sure well. Sure thing. Go right ahead. Um, on Instagram and Twitter and basically everything, I am at Fake Reed Steiner. That's F A K E R E E D S T E I N E R. And I will link your YouTube channel and your socials in the description as well. Yay. Once again, happy election night, and we will see y'all very, very soon. Yep, well, it's probably not going to be an election night when people listen to this. No. It'll probably but be happy over. Post election, yeah, and people will be like, "What? Woo! Why didn't they realize that? Um, yeah. that um, that Jeb dumb. Bush ended up taking the election by surprise because we're dumb." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, write in candidates, vote Kanye. No, don't vote. Don't Kanye. vote Kanye. Oh, God. No, no, I'm kidding. D's nuts wins the election. No, I'm just kidding. Although the only upside to voting Kanye would be this. Chris Jenner would be in charge of the White House, and I feel like that would be one tight run ship. I just don't want Trump. I'd, I'd even take Kanye over Trump. Actually, I know. No, I wouldn't. No, I don't know. I, I, I would not take Kanye. But if Chris Jenner wanted to step in, I would potentially be down for that. Isn't there a mayor somewhere that's like a dog? They elected a dog as mayor in some I think rural that, town I for think publicity. That, you know what? I think that that's a thing, and I think I'm okay with that. If we could have a dog, if we could have a golden retriever running the White House, that would be so good. Anyway, you guys. We've got to wrap up. It's been like an hour. Yeah, it's been an hour, and we have election night plans. So we're going to head out. Love y'all. Stay caffeinated. Stay hydrated. Please eat something. Take care of yourself. And I love you. I will see you later. Configuring the Bluetooth. Deciding who controls the music. Avoiding potholes. Remembering where you parked. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with Auto Owners Insurance, getting the right coverage for your vehicle doesn't have to be one of them. Auto Owners works with independent agents who live in your community and answer when you call, so you can get back to more important things, like remembering if you're on the third or fourth level of the parking garage. That's simple human sense. Ask your independent agent if Auto Owners makes sense for you. Hey guys, I'm Serafina, and thanks for listening to SGP Radio. Stream our podcast and more across SGP Radio platforms, including the Brandon Gerald Productions app for iOS and Android. Or you can visit www.bgplllcapp.com.
stream, download, listen, like, share, subscribe, repost, binge, and enjoy this podcast and so much others like Not Your Token Black Girl, Working Gals Guide, Black Girl Storytime, Juice Pro Wrestling, Black Guy Wrestling, and Podcasts About Nothing. We have so much more on our stations. Tell it for her, Noir, and wrestling fans, including SGP Radio Originals and our blogs. Enjoy. Support for this episode has been provided by Ratio Keto-Friendly Crunchy Bars. If counting macros makes your head spin, count instead on a snack by Ratio. They've done the math for you, so you can spend less time studying the label and more time enjoying your day. Delicious and convenient, both their toasted almond and lemon almond flavors have two grams of net carbs and a unique combination of sugar and protein, all in a satisfying crunch. Interested? Ratio Keto-Friendly Bars are now available in the granola bar aisle at Walmart. As a small business owner, you're redefining business as usual. From rethinking the way you work to reassessing your bandwidth, you're changing the way you do business. And at Cox Business, so are we. With flexible internet packages to get you back to business. Rethink. Reconnect. Reimagine. Get 50 megs of internet for only $70 per month for six months. No annual contract required. Ends 1231.20 restrictions apply. Visit coxbusiness.com for details. All services subject to Cox Business general terms. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Home is where you should feel the safest, but the air there can be more dangerous, up to five times more polluted than outside air. Let us help you take the steps towards making it a healthier home with our Bryant Indoor Air Quality Solutions. We can help with everything from whole home air purifiers to indoor humidity control. To schedule an evaluation of your home's air, visit bryant.com to find a local dealer. Bryant, whatever it takes. 